This episode is dedicated to the charity Beat. 73% of teenage girls grow self-conscious about their physical appearance by the age of 17. 69% of boys grow self-conscious about their physical appearance by the age of 17. 57% of young girls are self-conscious about their physical appearance and 49% of young boys are self-conscious about their physical appearance. The universal feeling of discomfort in our bodies is becoming more prevalent than ever due to the constant use of social media, which can sometimes distort the perception of what the ideal body looks like. In some cases, this forces us to compromise food and exercise habits, which can result in what is known as an eating disorder. Throughout a period of my life, I too struggled with this. During lockdown, I lacked control in many aspects of my life and therefore unconsciously took ownership of my food and exercise habits to an extreme. Resultantly, this greatly compromised my relationship with others and myself, making this period of my life very hard and debilitating for everybody around me. Coming to terms with the fact that there was something wrong was very hard. Knowing that I had the ability to turn the situation around was scary, but with the support of others, it slowly became clear that recovery was achievable. Coming on the other side, living a life that my past self would have only dreamt of is an achievement in itself. The people I've met, the things I've achieved and experienced all stem from the mental resilience I've acquired during these challenging times and I'm determined to help young boys and girls gain these crucial life skills without needing to face these hurdles. With this part of my life now being in my past, I'm determined to complete this marathon and dedicate it to all the boys and girls who've either endured or are currently navigating a journey like mine. For them to see and understand that embracing a healthy, nourished and balanced life can pave the way for completing a 42km marathon and choose to seek help or make a change now. BEAT is a UK-based charity that focuses on supporting individuals affected by eating disorders and providing information, resources and assistance to both sufferers and their loved ones. The organisation offers helplines, online support groups and educational materials to raise awareness about eating disorders, promote understanding and offer guidance for seeking help and recovery. BEAT also works to influence policy changes and improve the way eating disorders are perceived and treated in today's society. This marks just the start of the impact I aim to create for the present state of eating disorder awareness and assistance for those struggling and their families. Your contributions truly mean so much to me and I'm so thankful for your support. The donation link is in the description below. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. (laughs) Hey friends, welcome to Inside Out Growth Podcast, hosted by me, Molly, and me, Paris. From fitness to friendships and self-love to studies, we're We're here here as as your your friends. friends. So chill out and relax whilst we help you to grow on the inside to glow on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Inside Out Growth. I'm so, so, so happy that we're finally back on track and uploading weekly. I'm so happy that I'm able to speak to everyone. Um, I hope everyone's week is going well so far. Sorry about the sound quality in advance. Um, two to three more weeks and we will be back on it with our regular sound system, Molly and I back together. But for now, unfortunately, this will have to do. 
So, I forgot that last time I actually didn't do one of the week and a rack track. So, I'm really happy to be back with that. My win of the week this week is definitely hitting 11k on my recent run. Um, and it was kind of the trail hills I did the week before. And I had to stop and walk a few of the hills. But this time, I was able to run the whole thing, which was a huge um, sense of achievement for me um and no severe pack back pain as well so it was a win-win um and then my actually very appropriate for today's episode um and then my rack track would definitely be um naive by the kooks i've been loving the kooks at the moment purely because they're actually coming to singapore which is where i'm living at the moment um so I've been trying to kind of get the listening up so I know what to expect, obviously, when they come. But anyway, those are my wins of the week and my rack track this week. Um, and also happy to be in the routine of them again now. But anyway, so this week's episode um, is basically about how to begin, maintain and just enjoy, basically, running and your running journey so yeah I'm gonna dive right into it first of all I'll give you a bit of an outline as to my goals and where I am at the moment with running um for those who don't know um I have got a half marathon this October and then I've got a place in the London marathon in April which is super scary and actually all the time is coming up really quickly so it's quite stressful but for those also who don't know I basically suffered with quite a bad obsessive eating um disorder and a uh, obsession of exercise which kind of ties along with that so I would run all the time and I got really good at it and I had a great pace and everything like that but obviously opportunity cost I was not a very good and healthy version of myself and now with the correct um, rest and eating patterns I've been able to really maximize the way that I run and exercise in general Um, but yeah I took a break from running for about a year uh, two years ago and I came back last year and my aim was to be able to run a half marathon which I did um last October which was just incredible but I kind of want to be the voice I wanted to hear um in terms of how to get motivated to run how to be in that running girl era that we're all seeing on our TikTok and Instagram at the moment and yeah so in terms of running in general um I definitely say have a plan so personally I use the runner app the runner app is um the premium version is 16 pounds a month and that sounds expensive I do understand that however it has been the most important and crucial tool I've used to be able to stay motivated stay on track stay on plan basically runner is an app that personalizes a running um, program for you based on your current running ability uh, the distance you aim to cover by the end of your program so I'm currently on an eight-week program which is a pretty steady road to half marathon program 
um, how many times a week you intend to run or want to run, um, what days you want to run. And there are things called long runs and these could kind of be like your breezy long runs with don't have a specific pace that they want you to run at. Um, so you kind of want to have as much time possible for those. So a lot of people in the running world have Sunday long runs because it's kind of like you start your Sunday with a long run, then you go for a nice brunch, etc., etc. Um, and also if you want to strength train in between these runs to improve your running strides, your um, running economy, your running ability, etc., etc. For me, this is so, so useful because it takes a mental load off having to plan your training and I literally can just look at my phone and just do what the app tells me so and and I know that it will scientifically contribute to enhancing and also facilitating my overall performance so I don't have to think oh okay so am I gonna have to run like an 18 or am I gonna have to run a half marathon before the actual half marathon good news for those people who are training normally this is not the case you don't have to run a half marathon before actually running the full half marathon um what I did last year is I was just easing back into running basically a beginner um my cardiovascular endurance was pretty poor and um I decided I wanted to do the pro the half marathon really last minute it was eight weeks out so I was running only twice a week um and I was able to really really steadily and easily run the half marathon I found it super super easy actually and the furthest distance I'd run before completing the half marathon was 18 kilometers and that was done in my training program um and I literally am that's not coming from someone who's like oh my god like I found it super easy I found it easy because I did two runs a week I followed the program I didn't put too much pressure on myself and I took some really good advice from my dad and that was you've worked so hard to run all these weeks and it's all led up to this moment why would you try and put a time pressure on your first half marathon just enjoy it enjoy your surroundings enjoy the people the atmosphere and I did exactly that and I ended up running it in two hours and two minutes which was incredible because my aim was I had a little aim in my head of two and a half hours but doing that um was pretty cool so currently um I'm on an eight week plan again as uh when I came back from traveling I thought it was time to get myself in gear and actually start training for the 21 kilometers I have in eight weeks normally I would recommend training for a half if it is your first at least 10 weeks in advance just so you don't have to put too much pressure on yourself and kind of cram all the runs into a certain amount of like small eight weeks which is technically only 14 runs before your big one but um all my running coaches that I've ever had have told me that if you can run 10 kilometers, you can do a half, which I'm sure is definitely true and it gives you confidence. But having the experience um, banked from all these runs makes the 21 kilometers a lot easier. Um, but at the moment, an overview of what my weeks have been looking like is my first week. I was just easing myself back into it. So that was a six kilometer, a seven kilometer and an eight kilometer. Now, for those who if you're a runner, that can just normally run 5k and that's a good run for you you will be surprised that literally if you can run a six on Tuesday and you have a seven 
plan to be run on Friday, you can think, okay, it's a kilometer more. It's a one kilometer more, right? And then you've done that on the Thursday and then on Sunday you have an 8K. You're like, okay, it's only one more kilometer than I did two days ago. So having that plan initially, 100% I empathize with you, looks really scary, but I genuinely have really enjoyed it because the sense of achievement you get after a run is just honestly I can't explain it it is the best feeling in the whole world so second week was a seven kilometer an eight kilometer and that was interval training and then also a 10 kilometer run so interval training is basically really good because it allows far more time for you to be spent running at higher intensities compared to traditional running um the higher intensity that you build in these intervals um result in greater improvements in your maximum aerobic capacity which is how you run without um or with oxygen and um works for works more muscle fibers overall compared to longer and slower jogs um and then week three which is what i'm on now i have planned a seven kilometer run an eight kilometer run and a 13 however because i've done a half before i'm kind of thinking let's just try a seven and eight and a 15 i'm gonna try but that's plan to be on Saturday so let's see if I get that done anyway so um in runner they also program your runs to be able to do different types of runs so um I have an eight kilometer but that is an over under run so that basically means you should do a one kilometer at a five minute and 55 pace and then your second kilometer kilometer at a five minute and 40 pace and then your third kilometer is 555 again and then your fourth kilometer is 540 and it basically you're going over and under these two time targets throughout the run so these um intervals um uh scientifically explain that are there runs which um fluctuate the in- Sorry, I'll read it off what I actually researched. Over-under intervals um, feature intervals in which the intensity fluctuates between slightly above and slightly below the lactate threshold. So in sport science terms, the lactate threshold is the point kind of during exercise where your muscles start to produce more lactic acid then your body can actually clear away so this can lead to fatigue and a burning sensation in your muscles when you're running and training to improve and heighten your lactate threshold can help you perform better in endurance running so that's kind of the debrief of the program at the moment and next week is a deload week and these are always programmed into your running programs um and this is when distances don't continue to increase but they instead they kind of plateau or decrease and it's so important to have these when we're running as we're constantly wearing out the machine that is our bodies and although we refuel it with this petrol in our case food it needs a service when we're using it this often at high intensities so this doesn't mean take a week off and chill but instead we're letting our bodies adapt to the recent training that it's been exposed to um and it also allows a bit of a i find mental refresh because it provides us with the opportunity to look forward to the following week which will no doubt be a little bit tougher but will also be provided with the opportunity to push ourselves if that makes sense um finally a deload week also allows our bodies to overcome the fatigue um 
that's constantly pushed aside and this helps reduce overall injury risk and I always say getting back into running is kind of like getting or like climbing a ladder so the first few steps always take you a while to conquer to find your grip and then the method in which you're going to climb the ladder so hands move first and then the legs follow or vice versa but anyway once you've got the first few steps up the ladder your momentum begins to build and eventually you get to the top so for me being completely honest it normally takes me a few weeks to enjoy running again and all this like full disclosure I'm not there yet where I look forward to a run last time um during my program it started to come around the fourth or fifth week so you do have to push through the first few stages um until you do build up your endurance and it runs tend to seem a little bit easier and there were days I promise you where I would wake up and look forward to a run most runs after the fifth week um so yeah the momentum to build and click it takes a while but something that um I always look forward to and I will always enjoy is the accomplished feeling I have after I'm finished so it's so important to feel proud of yourself when you're finished your run and appreciate the moment because your body's just done something pretty incredible whether it's a 10k run that took you an hour your body has been moving and helping you oxygenate all your muscles and everything for an hour non-stop and it makes the finish line I don't know so much more desirable to get there because you're just I don't know you have that moment of just like feeling proud so I just say don't give up on the first step of that ladder. Don't be put off after your first run. I promise you with time, it actually does become an addiction and you're addicted to the feeling of the endorphin release, accomplishment, and that time where it literally is just you away from the world without your phone. It's just you versus you and the mental push and the mental toughness that you develop running is honestly something like no other. So I love it. So speaking about the finish line and kind of that desire, something I really like to do is plan my runs so that I always finish with something to look forward to. And being honest, this is normally in the form of a coffee in some nice new, maybe old, maybe regular coffee shop. And some people may think, oh my God, like not everyone can afford an iced oat latte when they finish a run. But I don't really think of it like that because as a uni student like we go out a lot and I luckily unlike most of my friends I'm not a serial Jaeger bomb buyer in the club so I feel like if I'm not buying drinks in the club I feel like I can afford to buy three oat milk lattes as a bit of a reward well that's how I justify it anyway um but this could also be in a form of other things so if you finish at home you could um and you run in the morning it could kind of be in the form of like a delicious meal prepped breakfast overnight oats chia seed pudding that you have waiting for you or a fun thing planned in the day that you're gonna go home and get ready for there are a lot of things you could do um to make that finish line more desirable and when you wake up to that alarm knowing you have to run knowing that you'll come back for something exciting always is I don't know it makes it makes the run a little bit more worthwhile um speaking of uni obviously going out 
for me is a very big part of my lifestyle and this of course is a choice and it's up to everyone's individual preferences what they choose to do last year I was training for as I said the half marathon in October and being completely honest I didn't drink for majority of September and October so second year of freshers didn't really drink and I didn't really want it to affect my running or affect my motivation when I would be a little bit hungover on a Sunday and I had a long run to go and do so I would literally bring zero percent Prosecco to dinner parties and sometimes even use it as an excuse not to go out after a while I did find it to be quite demoralizing as I did actually want to go to a lot of these events but I said no as I thought oh I don't know it will ruin some type of progress or I don't know mess up my routine but this year I am taking a little bit of a different approach because I've tried one extreme and that's not for me to say I'm going to try the um opposite end of the spectrum in terms of I'll just go out and like pull through like I'll just go run hungover that's not what I'm going to do I know within myself that this half marathon and the full marathon are huge goals for me um and mean a lot more to me than just just a race so it's a lot about my mental toughness and being kind of strict with myself to stick to something I'm really motivated to do and also the charities that I'm running them for which I'll go into a little bit later are really 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 important and close to my heart so um I have enough self-control to kind of know that no one else is gonna push me to go on my training runs except me and I want to complete this and I want to push myself but I also want to be able to enjoy my last year at uni and indulge in all the events and social occasions and recently I've just been a little bit more cautious of what I drink the night before I have a run because for me there truly is nothing worse than forcing yourself to go on a run hungover um and I assume this will be kind of even worse it was on a snowing winter day in the north of England which is what's gonna happen in January oh November December January February March when I am training so just being a bit cautious knowing that I'm not gonna have a huge night um before I have runs the next day and even maybe dipping my feet in the water of what it's like to still go out and not be absolutely spastic but you know it's it's a learning curve we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do um but yeah I just say there there is there is compromise and there is finding a good balance um and I personally don't feel like I don't know I see all these TikToks like I'm in my sober season and all these things which you know what I'd love to be able to do and I and I know in my heart of hearts that it would make me feel probably a lot better within myself it would enhance maybe my running ability and overall I don't know endurance in the long term but also I'm in the last year of my uni which I'm personally right now not planning on doing a master's so this is the time to indulge and enjoy and I don't want to look back and kind of regret which I feel like I will do so I just think being cautious and like going on a journey of kind of developing a bit more self-control um is also a good challenge so I'm kind of looking at from that perspective so when I was speaking about winter running um I thought it would be worth noting that obviously 42 kilometers which I'm supposed to run in April is an eight month so this means I have a whole winter to get through a winter where it's dark and it's cold and it's wet and more often than not I'll be have to be running around 20ks plus so this for me is a huge challenge and 
is the biggest physical and mental challenge I've ever undertaken. And I have grown up living in Singapore, Malaysia and Australia, where there isn't really much thing as proper winter, which has made the darkness and cold mornings and nights. And just, it's made me really struggle to stay motivated to run. So the amount of times I've told to my friends, oh my gosh, no, I'm only a summer runner. Like that is literally my... um quote of the year I don't run in the winter I did my longest run a training run for the half which was 18 kilometers and it was pissing it down it was so windy and it was horrible and I hated it and I was like oh my god I'm never doing a run like this again but you know what it is what it is this is what everyone that is doing the London Marathon has anyone that's doing a marathon any time between I don't know November and April in the world well in Europe so yeah I'm just gonna have to know that it is a bit of a just suck it up moment so I don't find it fun I don't look forward to it. in fact I actually dread it and thus have ensured I literally basically have always said I exercise in a way that makes my body feel good um I only run because it's fun however I know that the next few months are not always going to be fun but it's a challenge that I'm committed to achieve and I feel as though it will enhance both my mental strength and perseverance. Um, so talking about mental strength and perseverance, I also want to discuss the fact that it's really important to have, to not rely on um, motivation to get you to run. It's just not worth it, especially if you've got a goal and aspiration to achieve. You have to rely on um consistency and routine and being strict within yourself that you know you have a goal to achieve and it's just makes the whole experience a lot easier because basically a few years ago I as I was mentioning used to run for the way it made my body look so having this as a primary aim whilst running was basically not the way to properly climb those first few steps on the ladder. I would literally run 10Ks on repeat, like four ti- four times a week, and literally do every single run just for the numeric values that it would kind of show on my watch. And this made me think I liked running because of the weird dopamine release I got from seeing that huge number on my watch of how much energy I burned so I continued to do it and it wasn't until I took a break from running I started to make me feel like maybe I don't like running for the right reason so having that huge break was really I think crucial to finding the motivation as to why I enjoy running rather than the reason so basically when I put out my half marathon notice last year for the reason why I wanted to um do the half marathon this is basically what I wrote I run it for bowel cancer for those of you who don't know so it's a charity that's very close to my heart as one of um our family friends unfortunately passed away last year um of from bowel cancer and in order to pay testament to the man that was very resilient strong and courageous I decided to put my up myself up for the challenge that truly tests these three qualities and although I am a quite 
an active and fit individual, I fell out of love with running after a rather toxic relationship. Two years later, I'm ready to begin again and push myself to a level I've not been pushed to physically or mentally before. Um, so that's kind of like the little blurb I wrote, which really, um, I think hit home for a lot of people because it also made them maybe reflect on the reasons why they liked running. And yeah, I got a lot of very positive messages from that. Um, yeah, so basically now I've reconstructed the reason as to why I want to run in my head because of the way and the mental and physical strength that puts me through and the what I endure and also how I feel after a run. It's the best feeling on the whole in the whole world. Um, and yeah, so for a lot of people wondering about hybrid training, so let's say you're really into strength training, but you want to be this running galley or running guy, um, and how you're supposed to balance both strength training and cardio. So don't get me wrong. I actually have chat with my physio about this. It definitely is possible. Um, but it is very, very hard. So I think for me, it's been a lot easier because with my back, um, my strength training just has to, has had to be minimized anyway. Um, and to run and train heavy, um, in terms of weights is very hard. A lot of people that do do this and the people you see on Instagram, this is their full-time jobs to record this and literally be the fittest people that they can possibly be. Um, it takes a lot of time and effort to master. And for me, I have a really, really busy life in terms of work, socializing. Um, and I've had to kind of choose one, I think, to fully commit to. I am very committed. So my training split right now is three runs a week and two strength sessions a week. But these strength sessions are dedicated to um, strengthening my body in order to run maximally and also minimize injury. So although I'm strength training, I have a specific goal within my strength training and that is not to reach new PBs on the hip thrust or on my deadlifts and things like that, um, which is a shame because I do love it. And the way it also makes me feel it's my hour in the morning to go to the gym and just be in my own zone. But I've also had to realize that that is possible when I run. And also I can go and run 20Ks and feel great the next day. But that also has the opportunity cost of me not being able to go out and hit PBs in the gym and me lift a little lighter and think that everyone's looking at me and how much lighter I'm lifting, but no one cares, um, first of all. And second of all, it's an opportunity cost, right? You have to choose one. It's a, not a bad substitution to make, knowing that I can run that far and not deadlift. I'd rather, personally, right now, be able to do that than get huge PBs on the deadlift. Anyway, so... Basically, I've just had to kind of appreciate what my body's capable of and accept that I have my whole life ahead of me to accomplish different goals, whether that be running or in the gym. And this is my current goal. I don't know how much I'll run after the full marathon in April, but I'm in no rush to decide. And I'm happy that my body can do both. Um, and my strength program aligns with my running goals as well. So it's a win-win situation. Um, so... Finally, I'd also just like to say with running, keep it fun, keep it enjoyable. Um, there are a lot 
of fun runs that you can do. I've actually got a Lululemon fun run coming up this Sunday and it's literally just kind of looking out and keeping an eye out for cool running events that are in the area. And then on Wednesday, I've got a Garmin fun run. Um, and normally these come with a lot of cool informational talks um, based on running and nutrition and different types of training programs. So you can learn new things, meet new people, um, also, running clubs are a great, great, great way um, to develop the motivation to run and to develop the running skills because you're around a lot of other people that are normally starting off at the same place as you. Um, normally, in bigger running groups, they have these things called um, paces and you can join um, depending on the pace you run a kilometre. So... This Sunday, I'm running in the 6 to 6.30 um, minute group just because that's kind of around where my kilometre paces are at the moment. Um, and it just allows me to kind of know that there is a huge community of people that also are running and aren't the best ever and everyone has to start somewhere. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely keep everyone updated with my running progress and my running plans. Um, I do have an eight kilometer over under tomorrow and then I've got my 15k hopefully on Saturday. Um, so a lot of stretching and mobility will be done tonight and, um, keep an eye out on my socials at Paz Cool Fuel just to see if I actually take these off. Normally I'm pretty good and pretty strict with myself, um, with these runs just because if I know I've ticked off three in a week, I know I'm on track if that makes sense. So definitely download the app runner if you're curious or wanting to start your running journey but also feel free to message me with any questions um if you are based in durham and wanting to get running there's a few things on the horizon that i've got planned in terms of some fun running groups that is in progress and will definitely be um publicized when we get that sorted but i just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in today and I hope that if this has given you a bit of motivation to just start somewhere, um, that truly is the only way you're going to begin your running journey or be that running girl. Um, if you run a 10 minute kilometer, if you run a five minute kilometer, if you run a four minute kilometer, who cares? You are now a runner. Welcome to the club. And I can't wait to hear about all your running journeys so far. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I'm sending all my love and make sure you drop me a message if you are going to start running. Anyway, have an awesome week and lots of love. Bye.